Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren, and I'm here with Bank. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, you were born in New Zealand, right? Yeah. Were your parents No, born? I wasn't, sorry. I was born in Sydney, but I lived in New Zealand oh. my life. <laughs> oh, so when did you actually move to New Zealand? Maybe when I was like one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when made you, your parents, like, move to New Zealand? Um, my dad's from New Zealand, so I think that was always the plan, to move back there. Sydney's super expensive, so, oh. yeah. That was sort of the ideal place to start a family. Yeah. Do you have some, like, early memories of, like, New Zealand and growing up there? Um, just, like, a lot of... Being out in nature, doing like strange like hikes to weird places. Being on the farm, my grandparents were farmers, so we were, oh. we were quite often just out there like herding sheep, doing yeah. New Zealand things, <laughs> riding cows, real like heck stuff. Yeah, but your dad wasn't in that business or? No, he wasn't. My dad, my dad's done like a crazy amount of different things. He started an ice cream factory. He's like started a bungee jumping. What? Yeah, adventure. He's you worked like, for him before, right? Sorry? You were working for him. Yeah, I was working I was working for my dad. What was that? I was bottling wine for him. He's a wine bottler in New That's Zealand. what he's doing now? Yeah, so that's what he does now. So Damn. I was bottling wine, making wine. That was like the last job I had before I really like started doing it. Yeah. Music. Was your mom like helping him or did she do her own? Mum works for a charity that um, serves the community that we're in. So she basically just goes around to a ton of rich people and just ask them to give them money when they die. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they just the interest that comes from that goes yeah. back into the community each year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you started music early on, you are doing the saxophone, right? Yeah. You've done your research. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, know a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, I started... I started... My mum and my dad, for, like, forced both me and my sister to play piano when we were, like, five, so super early on. I didn't really like music until maybe... I was like 16 and then I started playing saxophone and I was just in a ton of different bands but um, never really took it seriously yeah. until um, like the end of college, university. Yeah, how did you actually even choose saxophone as like kind of a random instrument? Because I was so fed up with kids at school like ripping me out for being the classical like choir piano nerd. Oh. Yeah, I was just like, this is it, I'm like quitting piano. Maybe this yeah. is when I was like 13, 14 and I stopped playing piano for ages and I started playing saxophone and guitar because yeah. I thought that would like make me cooler <laughs> but it didn't really <laughs> yeah. what kind of music were your parents playing in the house oh man what were they playing just like anything I'm, none of them are like music nuts at all both of them can't play any instruments that well and mum can sing a little bit yeah. um, what did they play they played a lot of Coldplay um, who else I like don't have a, like a strong memory of like music that music yeah. like has been a really sort of recent oh, progression for me. But yeah, yeah, just like random music. I have no like strong musical memories from yeah. just like being forced to practice piano in oh, the every morning. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you remember the first CD you bought? Yeah. It was Jack Johnson in between dreams. Oh yeah, nice. Were you listening to all that type of music growing up then, like by yourself? Yeah, or? I was listening to um, Jack Johnson. Um, Coldplay, um, what else when I was growing up? 
those were like my go-tos. Just like, yeah, chilled, like, yeah. pretty acoustic stuff. Even like classical music. And then eventually, like, when Skrillex started doing his thing, oh. then I got super into dubstep. Yeah. Um, Skrillex, like, Excision, um, who else, like, Datsik, mm. all that, like, grind of people. And then I've just sort of changed. I've, I listen to everything. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe yourself back then growing up? Um, I was, like, kind of a nerd. Like, In high school? Wasn't really, like, crazy good at sport. Did a lot of things like music, drama. Yeah. Was in the choir. Uh, Did your parents kind of push you academically? Yeah, but I was always I was always like academically inclined. I wouldn't say that I'm crazy smart, but um, yeah. I don't know. But that, that sort of academic like came yeah. academics came like naturally to me. So yeah. So you liked going to school and learning stuff. Yeah, I loved like winning. <laughs> like, yeah, really I, I really wanted. Yeah, I was really competitive, academically and musically, um, just in anything. Yeah, I think my parents sort of like pushed it upon me at a young age that like, yeah, you should strive to be as good as you can at every single thing. So yeah, yeah, that's and what I did. were your favorite subject in high school like more science based already? Yeah, they were chemistry and um, chemistry and physics were my favorite subjects. What about them? I don't know, I just sort of got them. And I eventually did that when I got to university. I did chemical engineering. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, yeah, it just worked. I liked sort of digging into why things would happen. It, yeah, it just puzzled me for a bit like what, like why something would fall from the sky a specific way. I don't know, it's hard to, yeah. it's hard to explain. But. And chemi yeah, chemistry, I think anything that just makes no sense interested me. Yeah. Even the the same thing with music, like it makes it still makes hardly any sense to me why a specific song like, makes me about <laughs> to get brutally mauled. Um, yeah, like why a song makes me feel a specific way, or like why this reaction happens when you like put these two materials together. Yeah. Yeah. And then what made you want to go to? It's Canterbury, right? So. Yeah, Canterbury. Yeah. yeah. What made you wanted to go there? Um. Why did I want to go to Canterbury? Canterbury was like the perfect mix. There's a um, there's a university down in the South Island called Dunedin, which is like the more looser, like party, drink a lot university. Yeah. And then up in the north is like the very studious, um, more like academically focused universities. And I feel like Canterbury was just like the perfect mix. Oh. Also, my dad went there and studied engineering. And so oh. I just pretty much yeah. I went to all the same schools my dad did. Studied all the same things. So. I pretty much just followed, Not on like, purpose, you just love the same things he loves. Yeah, I, I love the same things he loved, and <laughs> eventually I was just like, okay, like, this now, my dad did this, so like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, I didn't know what that I wanted to do music, so yeah. I was just sort of like, I'll just do something similar to what my dad did. Yeah. yeah. So you were sure that you wanted to go to college? Like, yeah. it wasn't something that your parents made you do? No, I definitely wanted to go to college. Yeah. I was either going to do law or engineering. Damn. Yeah. Do you feel like you like learned a lot from it going back? Like you have no regrets? Uh, I definitely have no regrets. Like the, especially the the friends I made in college and just the experiences I had there, like can't really be taught anywhere else. I feel. Yeah. And um, it was good for me to like go through engineering and like do something that I didn't want to do for that long. I don't know. It really made me appreciate, you know, like doing what you're passionate about and not having to like 
toil on something that doesn't make you happy, which yeah. is what engineering kind of did for me. But then I love the whole like university culture. And what about it? It. Um, it was particularly different for me and the people in my year group because when we got to Christchurch, there was a massive earthquake. Oh. Yeah. And a bunch of people died, and the whole like, like CBD. Yeah. yeah. The whole CBD got destroyed, and. Um, that was like two weeks after we got there. Wow. And so we all got sent home for a bit and then we came back a few weeks later and um, we had like lectures and tents for the rest of the year and there was no like, you couldn't really, there was scaffolding everywhere and you weren't allowed to go into specific buildings. Yeah. And, um, and in a way that meant that because we couldn't go out anymore, like you couldn't go to clubs, there were no live music venues. So the university have like these sections like they've got an engineering club uh, like a, a law club mm. and they're just students who like organize events yeah. so they became really important and you'd just have like someone's house would be used like every weekend or like two or three times a week yeah. and they'd change it up and they'd have different events and they'd oh. always ask students to play at them yeah. so um we set up a band and that's sort of how like yeah was that your first band yeah that was my that was, well, that was my first proper band yeah um, i was in one um, back in high school. Yeah, but were that you was doing the, one... the guitar, guitar No, I was in that band, I was, I was singing in piano and saxophone, we just sort of like mixed it up. But that's when I really, because I hadn't really enjoyed music up until I started playing in bands and um, in university. So that's where like, I was like, damn, this is fun, like I could do this Yeah. over and over again. Did you start putting music out as a band? Like, do you remember we... the band name? <laughs> it was called The Flannel Gamblers, I'm pretty sure we've still got a SoundCloud <laughs> with like 30 followers or something. I think we made like, yeah, like, we made like two or three songs. <laughs> I'm not, I, I want to say they're amazing. They're not like, amazing. <laughs> what does it sound but, like? Um, it was like it was like some of it was like live drum and bass, and then the rest of it was just live like sort of jazzy. That sounds cool though, like yeah. jazzy band, yeah. not like rock then. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like a it was a mixture of everything because all of us were like from, from completely different backgrounds and wanted to make different music. Yeah. And no one knew how to make it, so we we won a competition that meant we could go into a studio and get it like recorded by a a professional and um and we got that done and then we got the our first mix back and I just remember hating the sound of it. It just like sounded like a it sounded like it was made in the nineteen sixties or something. <laughs> so I was like, this isn't this isn't going to work and yeah. downloaded Ableton and then just got That's obsessed. how you started. That's how I started, yeah. During that time where you started to listen to like the Skrillex, Static stuff? No, nah, that was before, that was like four years ago. And when I started listening to them, I just assumed that they were in bands as well when they played like instruments. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about the whole computer. I think Skrillex was, yeah, they all... Yeah, he was in bands, in bands right? Yeah. yeah, but I, I assumed that he made like scary monsters oh. and nice sprites, like all that dubstep stuff like on instruments, like... And like, it wasn't all computer based, I just assumed like they had some crazy instruments that did that, which they did, but they were on the computer. Yeah. And, and so I just didn't understand it, and then as soon as I started using Ableton, I was like, damn, this is like how they do it. Yeah. But at that time, I'd started listening to Flume and Rusty and um, a lot of that sort of Australian yeah. wave of like really interesting producers. That, yeah. And Cashmere Cat, people like that. Plume was super big inspiration for you, right? Yeah, massive. What about him? Just like, his sound, is, his sound was so groundbreaking. It still is, but like back then it was just like, I remember listening to it just thinking like, wow, like this is completely fresh. I've never heard anything like this before. Um, that was so inspiring for me. Just like something brand new. And that's what, I guess that's what I've been chasing since day one. 
I still don't think I've got the hair at all, but like, yeah, just something completely different. Yeah, and then after um, you started doing it, did the band like just dissolve or what happened? Um, yeah, we had, we had all like, we were all studying different things at university and everyone was like set in their career path. And also I got, I got really serious about our band. I wanted our band to be like, I was like, I can't do chemical engineering. I need to like do this, be in yeah. this band or do something else and people just weren't taking it as serious as I was. And I, I also, I'm also quite a perfectionist so I was like telling everyone how to play their parts oh, and when damn. someone didn't, like I wasn't being mean about it but when someone didn't play their part right I'd be like, could yeah. you please just like, just play that the octave up or like that yeah. last note, like play it a bit louder. <laughs> and so, yeah, once I got onto the computer and I realised I could just change that myself and do it all myself, that yeah. was the real, the real turning point. What, and then was that the same time that you came up with your moniker bank? After yeah. Ableton, all like at once kind of. Yeah, it was like, how long was it? It was like two or three months later. Three or oh, four months okay. Later. Yeah. So that's your first like solo artist name, you didn't really put out anything before? No. no. And how do you choose bank? I just thought of it in the shower. I just, <laughs> wanted, I just wanted it to look cool when it was written down. Yeah. Yeah. There's no crazy, I wish I had a crazy story for it, but I don't. <laughs> Everyone says that, but I'm just like... Oh. Does everyone say that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they do. <laughs> and um, did you start putting out stuff straight up to SoundCloud, or...? Yeah, I put one I put one song, I put a remix of Odessa up to SoundCloud, and I deleted it straight away. Why? Because I just didn't think it was good enough. Oh. Yeah, and then, and then I put one song up, and um, the next song up, and it didn't do that well. Or like, I just didn't know how to promote or anything. I didn't like tell anyone about it I just like yeah. uploaded it and um, I think I only had like 80 followers or something and then I was so like I was so unhappy with the fact that it didn't like get any traction that I was just like I gave up for like the next two months I was just like mm -hmm. nah, it's never gonna happen and then I went traveling through Europe and about that time some blogger found it I think a blogger from Hilly Dilly found it and then wrote a piece on it and then just picked up some real traction and then I got asked to play this big festival in New Zealand Lane called... Way. Yeah, Lane yeah. And um, yeah, that was a big deal. Well, did, were you having traction? Like, did you have fans go to you, see you in Laneway? Yeah, it was packed out. Oh, I think there were like oh. Wait, so how long after was it that the Hilly Dilly wrote about you? How, how long was Laneway after? Yeah. Um, maybe like six months. <laughs> Oh my god, Bruce. I'm mostly just scared animals. that I'm gonna drop this. <laughs> oh, that's so fast, and so many people came for you within six months, that's huge. Yeah, it was super wow. fast. There was a lot of, um, I think it was, yeah, the Laneway Press were really good at sort of putting out a lot of content on me, and I think people just loved the fact that I was there with like one song. Oh. Didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then how were you able to gain like momentum since that song in the Hilly Dilly? Um, I honestly like don't really understand how it all happened. My manager was a huge part. Oh, how did in you making meet him? Happen, just on the internet. Okay. At, at one point, I had maybe three or four managers. I just I didn't know that you had to like tell. I didn't know that you're only allowed one. Oh my god! <laughs> so I had like I had a lot of their assistants and stuff hitting me up, being like, "Oh, I can like manage you. I can help you. Like we can get you these like remixes and these features and whatnot." Yeah. And so I said, "Okay, sure." Like, you can help me. <laughs> and then eventually they started finding out about each other because, because why? Oh, because they'd hit up the same like label way in ours and they'd be like, but this guy from like oh. Norway just hit me up. <laughs> and Damn. he said that he was managing 
Yeah, so <laughs> eventually I realized that that wasn't the that wasn't how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I settled down with sounds really strange, I settled down. I chose um, Andrew Jackson, who's mm. been amazing so far. He manages Matoma as well. Oh, okay, yeah. I also interviewed Matoma. Yeah. Oh you interviewed him too? Yeah. Yeah, he's the nicest dude. Yeah. But like were you already gaining traction in New Zealand? Like a, you already had like a pretty good fan base there before yeah. you crossed over yeah. to the US. Yeah, it was good. How were you able to like did you ever like it's kinda difficult to get out of like Australia and New Zealand, right? Yeah. I guess it was just like Spotify and Apple oh. Music. Like just being so it wasn't even really SoundCloud, it was already because nah, you were doing was, well on Spotify. It, it had started doing well on SoundCloud and then as soon as I linked up with Andrew and um, got like my music in front of those sort of people. Oh, like playlists and yeah, everything. Yeah, playlist people. As soon as I got in like my first playlist, like you start getting people. Yeah. Getting like people noticing you overseas. Was I it? Think that's yeah. what really made the difference. Oh. Was it difficult for you going from like producing music by yourself and like going to the studio and having like vocalists. Yeah, it's still like so nerve-wracking. Yeah. But the first the first times I came over here, it was like, it's way harder than it is now. I must have done like 40 or 50 sessions now. But um, yeah, you just get used to it. Yeah. What have you learned the most so far, like doing like vocal things that are like surprising? Just like that, like being in the studio. Yeah. Just that you can only do as the best you can in that moment, like you can't. I, oh. I would get so like frustrated myself that like I wasn't making like the best track in the world and like it would just, I don't know, just make me like real, it'd, it'd make me super anxious when I went to the studio because it'd be like, what if I'm like not going to perform today, yeah. like what if I can't play the piano like I did the other day, but now I've just like chilled out, like you can only make whatever comes out of you, that like, you can't force yeah. anything to happen, yeah, and that's made it so much better. And now that I realise that everyone else is like that as well. Yeah. Because I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then after you graduated college, were you like backpacking around? Yeah, for like six or seven months. I was just making beats on my laptop, backpacking with three friends all the way around Europe. I think we went to like 26 countries, just on like a shoestring budget. It was so much fun. Damn. I lost my laptop. Yeah. I made, I made that song that I put up on SoundCloud, and then I lost my laptop. So I guess I didn't really give up I just lost my laptop and I lost <laughs> all my beats with it as well Damn. which was which was good but then it was I mean which was bad but then it was also good as well because it, yeah. like, I got rid of all the old like trashy sounds I was using and yeah. started building it afresh and that's what really sort of created a sound for me and then what happened after the backpacking trip were you able to already earn money from music after that no for like a no. study I think I went I went oh I went back to work for my dad Oh. And I did music, and then eventually I managed to. I wouldn't have been able to do it if I wasn't working for my dad. But like the more the more money I would get from music, the more hours I would cut down. Oh. So I was like, if I got yeah, so like if I got like a little bit of money from music that week, then I'd only work like a thirty-hour week. Yeah. And then I think it was maybe like six, seven months months ago that I fully cut it out. Maybe yeah. 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 And your really parents quick. have been like really supportive since yeah, that job. Yeah, so couldn't wow. ask for like any more supportive parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you think your music has changed from the early songs you made? How do I think it's changed? I guess it's just, it changes with the music I listen to generally. Mm. And the better I manage to get my production, the cleaner it sounds. I don't know. 
How about the style itself? Um, I guess I've sort of started straying away from like simpler like four to the floor stuff and going into like a bit more complicated hip hop. I've started listening to as soon as as soon as I got to America, I started to listen to more like hip hop, hip -hop and, rap. and like rap. <laughs> and I never listened to hip hop or rap until I got here. And I feel like that's had a real bit big effect on the music that I'm making now and maybe like the last two songs I've put out. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you're trying to get into more of those like beat stuff then? I think so. I think I'm like might use a little bit or start releasing maybe a, a couple of songs that are like that. Yeah. Or just have like a much more hip hop influenced side. But I still love like just yeah, four to the floor. Yeah. Cassie stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your branding is so cohesive with like the colors and everything. Thanks. Yeah. How are you able to like? Did you have like some inspiration for like that in your yeah, I think videos I, and everything? I think I just um just mainly from like scrolling through Instagram and Pinterest, you just work out what you like, and then you just like pin it everywhere. And then I sat down with my manager, I was just like, this is the color palette I like. This is the style of photography I like. Yeah. And then we just I think we went to yeah we were just looking at the photos and we we're like who took this photo. And then hit up this um, girl called Amanda Jasnowski, and she did all the photos for my EP and all the design around my artwork. Oh, yeah, so nice. it just worked out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, and then the music videos has just always been something that I've loved doing myself. So I've just done the majority of them myself. Yeah, how are you? You weren't even really doing videos before music, right? Or did you watch a lot of movies so you like kind of picked up on it? Yeah, I watch a lot of yeah movies, but mainly music videos, like other music oh, videos. Oh, so you know like how it like should look and everything. Yeah, I, I'd almost just like like copy. I'd just yeah. like copy like a specific shot and a concept that one music video had and try and like mend That's it so with cool. another one. I was really influenced by that Median pop culture music video. Yeah, it's got that dancer Nathan Barnett in it. And I just love that music video so much. I feel like a few of my early ones were really similar <laughs> to yeah. that one. Other than musicians, what artists are you influenced by? Um, I'm starting to now get really influenced by just photography. Um, mm -hmm. I really like, um, it's, a, like it's hilarious, just like your typical like Instagram photographer is this guy called Brandon Waffle from New York, just like oh, does incredible yeah, like, lights and yeah, all the cotton colors. candy, like, yeah. I love that stuff. Um, um, there's a lot of other photographers that I'm really into as well. I just can't remember their names off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, what else do I get inspired by that isn't usually? Mainly that. Yeah. And like nature. It's going to like crazy places. Like we just went out to Zion National Park in oh, Utah. Oh, wow. That was incredible. I do that quite a bit. Like every three or four weeks, I'll just go somewhere super weird. Zion National Park. Where did we last go? Um, just like up in some mountain in New Zealand, so like go stay in a ski yeah. chalet or something. Wow, yeah. so New nice. Zealand is great for that. It has like just everything that you could possibly want from nature is like within like a three or four hour drive from you. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Um, I don't know if I don't know if I've got writer's block or what that is, but just like just like trying to sit down to write and like. Yeah, just like being like, oh damn, like I, I just can't think of anything. Just like mm -hmm. trying to like push through the, the. It's I can't even explain it. It's just like, um, as soon as as soon as I've made like one song, it always just gets to me that like damn, like that's, that was the, that's my best song so far. Like I'll never be able to do mm -hmm. write something as good as that. And just trying to like breach that and know that 
I'll eventually make something better. It's just gonna take a lot of work and you just have to sit down and do the do the grind and yeah. get through it and then it'll happen. But yeah, those are the those are the hardest times. Yeah. How would you sure. say you've grown as a person since when you were younger? Some deep questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's get, how gets harder. How have I grown? It's like an incline of difficulty. I think I've just become more creative. I think as a kid I didn't really understand what creativity was and I didn't really take place in like any art or like making making things from nothing, just from like ideas in your head. I would always I was always chasing like academics and like strictly like structured structured things. Like mm -hmm. I liked anything that was that had numbers and that had form that I could understand. Whereas like now I'm much more just like open, open-minded, willing to try like new things. Last question, the hardest one. What do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Just probably the same thing everyone else does. Just like trying to make the world a better place. Man, that sounds so corny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for that, like having great music, making music that like made people feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um. Leaving like a legacy, I suppose. Trying to like push, push the envelope forward, mm -hmm. make something different. Yeah. 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 Like that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much. Bye guys.